When you think of the high-end brands, you think of the brands that you shop with. If you look at their logos, they are very clean, classic, and simple. Normally text-based logos. It may have an icon, it may not, but it's very clean and simple. They don't have to change it in a year when they've grown out of it and want to be more professional. So the logo is actually one of the first things that people look at when they get on a website. And it takes less than 15 seconds for somebody to judge your website based on the appearance of it. So your logo can sometimes make or break you. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, Andre, show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're excited to have Mika Lashana Jones come on our show from Designer Boss. And who is Mika? Well, she is a web developer, but not just any web developer, guys. She actually designs websites for Lash artist, very, very niche, right? And we're excited to have her come on and talk about websites, SEOs, and stuff that can help you with your website. But she's not just here to help you with some tips and ideas. She actually has a discount code too, so you can use her services. You can hire her and she'll help design your website, or she's going to give you a discount code so you can just buy a template, and it's so easy that you can just do it yourself. It's $100 off one of her templates, and the discount code is a, you won't get this one. It's a difficult one, LashCast. Okay, yes, yeah. Just type in LashCast, and the link's in the show notes. Go to her website, type that in. You'll get $100 off a template that you can use yourself, or you can go ahead and jump in and hire her, which we, after getting to know her a little bit, I, I, we, we'd hire her. If I had, we were building a salon right now, we'd definitely go ahead and get her to help you or help us build that salon. So you'll get a lot from this episode. We're really excited and very honored that she came on and hang out with us because really, we've not talked about web design a lot. It's not one of those topics that's been at the top of our list. So after 240 episodes, I guess, it's about time. <laughs> right? All right, let's do a couple quick announcements. LashCon, we have virtual tickets right now out there. We did do, by the time this is played, we should have done the, um, the not the raffle, but the lottery for the VIP tickets. And so those are probably all gone. But we will be, if not already, we'll be launching and selling the standard ticket, business tickets. So we're going to have some left over because of people who upgrade, right? And there are going to be some people who got standard tickets, and they're going to upgrade a VIP because they got picked from the lottery. And then we're going to take those tickets, and we're going to sell those tickets. But we're going to have a date for you. So just be watching out for that on their Instagram page 
or if you're not on our email list, go join our email list from our show notes here and you'll get that email announced in the time and we will put those standard business tickets up and they'll be gone in, who knows, maybe seconds, maybe minutes, whatever it is, but we'll have that up in the, very, very soon. So just be following us on that. Also, we have our last retention course coming up here in Vegas real soon. Still a couple of spots left. If you want to join us, go and join, have some fun and learn lashes and learn how to get four-week retention. You should go to our link in the bio and sign up today. At, um, yeah, and that will be at that. Wow, my announcements today are really, really slick. The last thing, which I just remembered I need to tell you, is today's last day. This is coming out on the last last day to enter the last year awards that is on august 19th so if everything goes right this comes out like in the middle of the night you'll still have a little bit of time to go and fill out an application and enter that this is really your chance to shine your chance to be recognized for all your hard work and you don't want to miss out so right now go to the show notes click on the link in the bio or go to our instagram or go to lashcastproductions.com it's 75 bucks maybe take an hour or two to answer some questions and then you know what Maybe you'll be one of them. You remember last year we had multiple winners in categories. It's not about being the, the only one. Like we believe there's many people. If you hit a certain level of excellence, you can all be awarded. So don't think, well, I just don't think I'm the very best at customer service. You know what? You might be. You might be surprised too. All right. So go do that tonight or today. Whenever, if, hopefully you're listening on the August 19th right now. Just drop. In fact, may stop the podcast. Go do that first. Then come back. Okay. All right, guys, that's all the announcements I have for you today. We're excited now. We're going to sit down with Mika and talk all things websites. Hey, guys, we are here live in the Lashcast studio. Hey, Tuss, how are you? I'm really excited. I say that every time, you but do. honestly, I especially like our guest's name. Do you want to introduce her? Yes, I do. Yeah, go ahead. It's Mika Lashana Jones. All right, and who is she? She is the web designer for a specific lash artist, and her business is called Designer Pro. Yeah, and she does more than lashes for lashes, but that's been her sweet spot. And she got my attention that way, and I saw her stuff, and her websites looked beautiful. It was amazing. And so we're so excited, Mika, to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, no, this is going to be fun. And we've talked about messaging. We've talked about social media. We've talked about marketing. But we've never sat down and talked about what should your website do or why you should have a website, how should it function, what mistakes are people making, that type of stuff we've never really hit on. Or if you have, I've just gotten old and senile and I've forgotten. So anyhow, (laughs) thank you for taking some time of your busy schedule to come on and talk about what you do and your passion. And I thought first, to get started so people get to know you. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and then how did lashes all become part of this? Because that's Like, how did it become your niece? It seems like a strange, like, specialty. Like, most people are, like, web developers and they, I don't know, I just didn't think lashes would be on most people's uh, list of things that they would be doing as a normal part of their business. Right. Okay, so a little bit about me. I started my web design business in 2016, but prior to that, I was just a serial entrepreneur starting my own business ventures when I was 21. I'm 36 now, so it's been a while. Okay. Um, I was doing entrepreneurship before it was like a thing. Yeah. And I didn't have any money though, right? So I DIY'd everything. I DIY'd my website. I DIY'd photo shoots for products that I was selling. I basically went to YouTube university and figured it all out on my own. Awesome. (laughs) And there was one business that I started. It was a hair care business and it was natural hair care. So I started doing YouTube videos 
and grew a really big audience on YouTube before YouTube was a thing. Yeah. And people start to ask like, oh, can I buy your products? So I was like, oh, okay, let me put up a website. So I put up a website and I thought it was pretty cute. You know, it was really purple and gold and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> had lots of pattern and it was pretty funky at the time now that I look back. But a person that I worked with actually reached out to me and saw what I was doing on YouTube and saw my website and offered to help with my website. And she had gone on to do websites professionally. And so I went to her house and then she was telling me, basically auditing my current website and letting Mm. me know in a very nice way that it was bad. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I was creative. I'm a naturally creative person. But when it comes to websites, there's certain rules and things you should follow to make it a trustworthy site for people to want to put their money and their credit card information, um, you know, on. So she basically let me know all the do's and don'ts basically. And then told me how much it would cost to get a website designed by her. And at the time, this was years ago, I was like, I just had my daughter. So I was probably about 22 and she told me it was going to be $3,000. And I was like, wow. Oh, that's that's high on the (laughs) hog. I'm not doing that good. Yeah, Yeah. no, it may look all nice and fancy on YouTube. Like I have it going on, but no, I was not there to be able to invest that type of money into a website. So God bless her heart. She was like, well, I use WordPress and I purchased this template and I customized the template for my clients. And she told me what template she used. And, you know, she was literally working on a site while I was there and we were friends, right? So I guess she felt comfortable showing me these things. And I went home, I bought the template, I signed up for WordPress and I started watching video tutorials and I figured out how to do it. Oh, wow. And that was the first professional website that I ever had. And that is really what planted that seed to get me to where I am today because people kept asking, oh, who did your website? Who mm-hmm. did your photos? Who did your branding? Who did your logo? And it was me, right? So I was like, <laughs> I did it, you know, I'm feeling all nice. And then they started asking, well, can you do mine? And I'm like, uh, no, because I didn't go to school for that. Mm-hmm. I took business administration in college. <laughs> yeah. So that just wasn't something I had even considered as a career. And it hadn't clicked to me how much money you can make mm-hmm. as a web designer, even though I knew that she was charging $3,000. It just didn't click just yet. Yeah. And it took me nine months to build my first professional website because there wasn't a plethora of video to tutorials on YouTube Mm -hmm. on how to customize this template. There was nobody guiding you step by step on what to do. I had to figure it out on my own. And I was broke, to be honest. Like I just didn't have the money. I was on welfare. I pretty much had to duct tape things together Mm -hmm. and use whatever money I had to purchase products to, you know, just make them at home. I was living with my mom. I had a newborn. So it was really tough in the beginning. And then later on, while I was starting to grow my online hair care business, one of my suppliers, I mentioned to him, you know, I'm thinking about web design. People keep asking me to do their websites, you know, I'm thinking about it. And then a week later, he asked me if I wanted to do his website, redo his website. He'd already paid somebody in the States to do it for him. And we're Uh, in Canada, right? So he paid somebody online. He paid $1,500 and they basically started, but it was, he wasn't happy with what they started with and they kind of ghosted him. So he's like, you know, if you can get it done, I'll pay you. And I was like, okay. So I took 10 days 
to do his website from start to finish. He had like 30 products and I was just spending day in, day out, putting his website together. Like, I want to get this money. If I get it right, he's going to pay me $1,400. That's more money than I've ever made in one, you know, know, like one time in one chunk all at once. So I was like, I have to do this. And I did it. He loved it. We launched it. And that was my first client. And since then I was like... I got this. I, got I can do this. this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it started. And in terms of how I got into specifically targeting lash artists, yeah. I had a friend and she was in training to become a lash artist and asked me to be her model. So I was like, okay, didn't know what lash extensions was at the time. And, you know, I was her model. Then after that, I started to look into it. I'm a research junkie. So I was like looking on Instagram, looking at lash artists, how much they make, because she thought I should be a lash artist too. But I'm <laughs> a little squeamish when it comes to eyes and touching people's eyes and stuff. I don't yeah. know. It's, I'm just Not like for that. You, so right? It wasn't for me. Yeah. It wasn't for me. But I was thinking about the web design thing. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can do websites for lash artists. I started to realize what they needed based off of what she was doing in her journey. Mm -hmm. So I dug deep and figured out, you know, okay, they need a booking system. Oh, they do training. So they need a registration form. Oh, they have consultation forms. They have all these things. And I didn't see anybody that really was targeting them and what they needed. So I created a demo website and I had a dream client in my brain. I found her on Instagram and I was like, oh, if I could get her, I can get them all. Cause she was a trainer and she had like 10,000 followers. So if I can do a website for her and she likes it, then I can get other lash artists, you know? And I figured, I think they make a lot of money. <laughs> it's a very lucrative career. So I'm like, she's training. She's charging about this much for training. She's charging this much for the service. And then the fills cost this much. She can afford what I want to charge, right? So that was the first thing. Would it be something that this niche could afford? And that checked that box. So then I created a website template for her basically. And um, I engaged with her on Instagram, did my little engagement strategy, stalked her a little bit on Instagram. And then she came to me and asked me if I could do a website for her. And I had already created a demo site for her and sent it to her. And she's like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I need. And that was my first lash client. And since then, I just kept getting more and more lash clients from them seeing my name in her footer, I guess. And Mm -hmm. maybe she was telling people, yeah, she created my website and they just kept rolling in after that. So (laughs) that's how it started. So just referrals have been your number one way of getting clients. Yeah. And Instagram engagement. I do a lot of engage. I have a little trick up my sleeve when it comes to Instagram. So I really focus on engaging with my ideal audience Mm -hmm. and they end up coming to me without me having to sell to them really. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah. We would definitely want to get into that. Actually, what well, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later because I definitely want you to share that because I think a lot of people don't realize or utilize Instagram in, in the way they could. And there mm-hmm. are little hacks. There are little things that you can do to help increase that engagement and and not just engage, but actually close and get someone to buy. Mm-hmm. And you don't right. have to be salesy, like you said. So let's first get into websites a little bit and talk about, really, there's a lot of people out there who don't have a website right now. It's amazing the amount of lash artists who don't actually have websites and maybe don't even think they need one. Like they have a booking site. Because they're doing okay. Or they got a booking site and that's enough, right? I mean, why do you feel like lash artists need to have a website? Well, I'm not saying 
everybody has to have a website right out the gate. I will. I'm um, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't disagree, yeah. but I know that it's a touchy subject because some people are like, well, you don't need a website. I have Instagram and I yeah. get tons of clients through Instagram and they feel like that's all they need. Instagram and a booking calendar. But um, what I will say is depending on where you are in your business and where you see your future in this industry in my opinion, determines when you need a website, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're just doing this as a hobby, as a side hustle, maybe you don't need to invest in a professional website. You can do a DIY website, a Wix website, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. But if you have plans to make a mark in this industry and you want to stand out in the sea full of lash artists, I definitely think that having a website helps, right? So there's a few things that I'll touch on. So for one, it makes your client journey a lot easier. And a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we don't put ourselves in our client shoes, right? Yeah. Like we're not thinking about, well, is it easy for them to get the information they need? A lot of people that don't have websites, they use Instagram. So their information is in their highlight reels, right? So their policies or their terms and conditions, their cancellation, their aftercare, their appointment information, their prices, all of that's on Instagram, right? Yeah. If Instagram goes down, you don't own it, right? If it goes down, what are you going to do? All yep. that stuff is on there. How are they going to find you, right? It's not search engine friendly. So mm -hmm. if somebody is looking for a lash artist in a specific area, Google, if you have a website, will let people know that, hey, there's this lash artist, that lash artist that in your area, right? Yeah. Can I just dovetail on that? If you're only using Instagram, you're missing out on a huge part of your demographic, which may be an older woman who doesn't use Instagram and all that social media stuff. In fact, right? all Tessa's clients don't use Instagram. <laughs> they are movers and shakers. They are the ones that are on boards at the Getty and, you know, all this kind of stuff. No one they, knows what that is, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, the museum. Okay. Really? They're fancy people. Board okay. of the Getty. Right. It sounds fancy, but when it's like... You know, Getty images, right? Okay. So but that's... that's you're definitely right because the problem is really rich people we've learned. Yeah. And we learned this when we would do promotions with our salon. And yeah, mm -hmm. the 20, 30 year olds were like, you do anything, Instagram, social media, whatever. They're like, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. But our ideal client was like, the one who has the black American Express card that just falls on yeah, the, you know, it's metal. The ones that clangs. don't book their own appointment, they have the uh, assistant or their personal yeah. executive. That's it. the person right. that we were going for. And they don't have time to watch Instagram, be honest. They're making mm -hmm. money. They're billionaires. They mm -hmm. got things to do. They're changing mm -hmm. the world. These people don't waste two hours a day watching TikTok videos of people jumping over garbage cans and stuff. <laughs> so exactly. it's really interesting that you said that is really important. Also, I think search is really big. I still don't think most people go on the Instagram and type best lash salon, hashtag. Right. They go to Google and type best lashes in Pasadena or, or LA exactly. or whatever. By the way, Instagram does not pop up top of search. Exactly. It's going to be Yelp. It's going to be Google. It's going to be websites and Instagram pages are going to be way down on the field. So if your only bet is on Instagram or you're not busy right now and you think Instagram, you've been told and I say even almost lied to that Instagram is all you need. It's not putting a website. You can be found finally, right? This is not. You that. exist. You exist. So anyhow, you keep going on. I'm sorry to jump in and interrupt you. No, exactly. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that because you mentioned that you guys were targeting a specific audience. And I feel like when beautypreneurs get out there, lash artists get out there, they're not thinking that they need a target audience. And they do. You cannot target to everybody. You have to choose to niche who down. you want to focus on. Mm. Niche down. Because I promise you, you will dominate if you do that. Yeah. If you were just trying to target every single person, it's just 
it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that you said that because I try to tell people that all the time. I hate when people are like, oh, I want to target everybody. Everybody. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> dogs. I want dogs oh. getting lashes. Right? No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And again, like you said, you need to be searchable. You want to stand out from the sea of other lash artists because there's so many. There's so many. Back in the day when it first became popular, yeah. it would be easier to just pop on Instagram and be able to get clients. It's not that easy anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I like to tell people, like, if you have the option, if you are targeting millennials that are on Instagram, that's fine, right? Because a lot of my clients are millennials. Yeah. They like to use Instagram. But if you are targeting Instagrammers, and you think about a lash salon that, or a lash artist that has a website versus one that doesn't. Mm. One, you have to fish for information on their Instagram to yeah. find out what you need mm-hmm. to find out, especially if you're new to lashes and you've never had them before. You have questions that you want answered. And then you have somebody that has a website and, you know, a booking calendar. And all the information is readily available for them to go and do their little research before they even contact you. And you have buttons and call to actions for them to book or register for a course everything is just laid out there who are you going to pick if you're the consumer right if you're the client who are you going to pick the person where you have to dm them and say hey i have a few questions what's your appointment process and Mm -hmm. what should i pick you know what i mean it's just way easier for a client to be able to go on your website and everything is just laid out there and then most importantly i will say that something that people overlook is the mindset piece of things. Okay. So I believe mindset is everything. And I cannot tell you how great it feels when I get a client who's like, oh, they're charging a certain rate. But then once they go through the process of creating that website, their perceived value of their brand just skyrocket. All of a sudden their rates are increasing. Their training is increasing. Their product prices is increasing because they feel like they can roll with the big guns. They're charging what they're worth. And it's not to say that all of a sudden you get a website and let me just increase the price. No, there's value in having investing in your brand. Just like if you're a home-based lash artist, the minute you get the keys to that salon, And you now have a door that people can walk into and you have a salon, you've decked it out and it's looking nice and you have a comfortable space for people to come in. You naturally feel like your value has gone up. The mindset shifts and you feel like I am worth more. Mm -hmm. I can charge what other people are charging. Mm -hmm. And you no longer feel like you have to lowball and compete based on price. So I feel like that's a big piece that people don't really think about. And once they start that process and really branding their business and investing in a website, whether they're doing a DIY website or whether they have somebody doing it for them, the minute you start to invest in your brand, the mindset really starts to shift. It's no longer a hobby. It's no longer a side hustle. It's a mm-hmm. real business. So that's what I have to say about what I'm a web designer. So I'm yeah. biased, right? Yeah, you're a little but biased. I've seen it with my clients. It happens all the time. They come to me, they're like, oh, I think I'm just going to charge $20 for my adhesive. And I'm like, I promise you, by the time your website is done, you're going to want to charge more for your adhesive, Yeah. period. And they always change their prices every single time. Just think of any company that you buy products from. Imagine if they didn't have a website, you wouldn't take them that seriously. Like, you'd be like, um, Apple is a tech company and they don't have a website. It's like going right. down to the swap like, meet or something. Yeah, it's like, right. wait, wait, were you buying from a garage? Like, hey, Apple Computers is a home distribution network through garage sales now. It just, right. it would, it just would not, the value would go way down. And so websites mm-hmm. do create that sense of, it's a real business. They have a whole store. It's like your, it's your digital it's storefront. Legitimizing exactly. yourself. Yeah. It's really, it's absolutely important. 
And the only people I'd say that it's not important, and let's just say you've been in this industry for 10, 15 years, and you're fully booked, and you're fully just on referrals right now, I get it. In some ways, that's where Tuss is. We have a website that's like six, seven years old. I know. I haven't posted anything to my Instagram since 2019, which is shameful. Well, you never did it before, and we posted for you. (laughs) Yeah, you were not a big poster. I mean, basically... But Tuss has been in this industry for 17 years. And so for her, mm-hmm. we're not even trying to grow the last yeah. business anymore. We're moving into I am kind of ashamed, stuff. honestly. <laughs> if you look at my stuff, it's shameful. Did but anyway. Bring you on, not to shame you I'm, here. I'm frying bigger fish. Yes. Right. Yeah, you're moving on to bigger things. So Exactly. So anyhow, <laughs> I mentioned this earlier because some people have a booking page. Is that enough? I mean, just to have a booking page because Law Software now it just provides that for you. And I see people saying... They'll have their Instagram page to book, you know, links in the bio, and they go there, and I go to their page, just checking out what their websites look like, and like, oh, they have a website. They have a booking page. I mean, that is different, right? Yeah. Well, I think it depends on what stage you're at in your business. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with starting off that way, Mm -hmm. but all booking calendars are not made equal. So there's some that I personally, as a designer, would recommend over others in terms of how they integrate when you do have a website and in terms of user friendliness. So some, I don't know if you've seen these ones where it's like, it's a booking calendar, but then you have to sign up just to even see their services. Oh, and their yeah, prices. Yeah. I hate those. I oh my hate goodness. Them. Yeah. Why you have a gatekeeper to your service I hate price that. list. I hate that. So those ones, those are an absolute no, not worth even touching or looking at. There are some good ones. One that I personally would recommend for new lash artists is Acuity. And the reason I recommend Acuity is because it's so customizable. Hmm. It's like a new trend now that you can get Acuity website templates. So I actually have one, shameless plug. (laughs) If you do have an Acuity website or a booking calendar, you can actually have it look somewhat like a website. So you can have it designed with really easy drag and drop software like Canva, where you can customize the way it looks, put your own Mm -hmm. images, put your own policies, procedures, and whatnot. And it's, you're basically just inserting it as an image above the booking calendar, right? So it can kind of mimic a website on your mobile device, but it's not actually a website. It's just a picture. And then the booking calendar is below it. So if you're doing something like that, then I feel like that's a good way to get started, right? Yeah. Low hanging fruit. Yeah, exactly. Just get it up there. Look professional. It's a lot easier to grab the attention of potential clients if you have something that's aesthetically pleasing, right? So a booking calendar, most software, you don't have that customization ability. So I highly recommend using something like Acuity. I think a booking calendar is good when you're first getting started and you're not sure if you're even going to continue to do lashes long-term. But if you're a year in the game and you know that you're going to be doing lashes, get a website. It's not enough. And you want to sell products and then you have your aftercare kits that you want your clients to buy, but they can only buy if they come in. Like, why not allow people to shop online for things, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if you're doing training. The worst is if you're an educator and you're doing training and you still don't have a website and you're telling people to DM you and you're doing everything so manually, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, or you're telling them to book through your booking calendar. And I just feel like it's just, why would I choose you over the person Mm -hmm. that has everything laid out in a professional manner, I know exactly yeah. what I'm getting in my kits. I can see the products online. Why would I choose you over them? And I know that 
it can be a little bit daunting. People might see this big price tag and think, oh my gosh, I can't afford this right now, or I don't have time, but there's options. There's lots of options where you can get started with a website without breaking the bank. So I definitely feel like once you're at a certain stage in your lash career, you need a website. A booking calendar is not enough. <laughs> exactly. And I think a lot of people don't do it because they're just scared. They look at all this stuff and it's like, it seems too much. They don't want to learn how to do it themselves. WordPress seems daunting. They're not a do-it-selfer like you. So they choose to kick the can down the road, which leads me to kind of my next thought because let's just say, okay, some people right now are going, okay, fine, fine. I'll do a website, but I don't know where to start. I don't know who you need to look to. There's no yellow pages anymore. Do I just type in uh, Google and the web designer and just go whoever shows up? Or my cousin has a nephew that does these yeah, things, he's you know. five and he makes websites, you know, <laughs> while he's playing Minecraft. So mm-hmm. what do people need to do I guess before they look for a web designer and then what should they look for? Like, is there any prep maybe they should do beforehand? And then once they are ready, what are they looking for? What, what would be the resume or some good tells to say, yeah, this is a good person to work with. That's a great question because some people come to me prematurely and I have to say, no, you're not ready. Oh wow, <laughs> Not okay. ready yet. You don't have it together yet. So first things first is you have to have good images. And I love the lash industry because most of them have amazing images. Like they have (laughs) those close-ups and they've figured out how to use apps on their phone to like, you know, smooth out the skin without making it look too edited. So their images are really, really good. And I think that's key because you're doing something that people want to see, right? Like if I'm going to have you do my lashes, I want to see your work, period. So image is everything. You need to have really good, high quality images. They can't be over-edited, but edited just enough so that they're polished and, and good enough to be on a website. Most of my clients, when they come to me, they haven't done a photo shoot yet. So I'm literally using images from their Instagram. I take their images from Instagram and that's enough for me to be able to build a website that looks good. So images is number one. You have to have an idea of who you're trying to target mm-hmm. <laughs> at yeah. least. Have an idea of who you're trying to target. Are you trying to target millennials? Are you trying to target, like you were saying, people that are higher end, they're not really on Instagram like that and they have the big bucks and price isn't really, you know, an issue for them. And in that case, your website needs to appeal to whoever you're targeting, right? A lot of people will go into it thinking, well, what's my favorite color? What do I like? It's not about you, right? It's about appealing to your audience. Mm -hmm. If you're going for that girl boss type of millennial type of girl, there's a certain aesthetic that they gravitate towards. So you want your website to attract them. It's not about if your favorite color is pink and purple. So you need to figure out your color scheme, your fonts. Fonts are important. Sometimes you see people's websites and it's like they have cursive font as their main text. It's like you can't even read. It's so hard to read. So fonts are really important. Thinking of simple fonts that you like. And if you do like cursive fonts, that's going to be used in certain elements on your site, but it's not going to be your body text, right? It's not going to be throughout the entire site. It's hard to read. So thinking about those little things, like what fonts do you like? What kind of vibe does your audience really like? Think about that first before Mm. you come to a designer, because it's not your designer's job job to do that for you. It's your designer's job to bring your vision to life. Not every designer is the same. So some designers will do brand strategy with you. I do brand strategy with my clients. Mm. Naturally, I want to know like, where do you want to be in five years? Who 
who's your target audience? Who are you trying to appeal to? What kind of vibe are you trying to put out there into the universe? Like, I want to know all those things. Are you going to be doing courses in the future? Are you going to be selling things? Like, I need to know all those things. Where do you want to be in five years? So think about where you want your brand to be because there's nothing worse than investing in a crappy website that's just going to get the job done right now and you spend a few hundred dollars, maybe a thousand dollars on it, only to have to do it over in a year with a professional that's going to get it right. So, and that happens all the time. Most of my clients have already done a website and then they come to me to redo it, right? So they've wasted their money. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, my price is my price. I'm not going to give you a discount because you had a bad experience over there. (laughs) So just get it right the first time, do your research. And in terms of if you're going to hire a professional web designer, there are a few things that you should definitely look into, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be a good fit. And as much as people don't really think about that, it's not like I deliver the website and it's over. Mm -hmm. For me, it's an ongoing relationship. You're going to have questions for me over the years. And the clients I've had in 2016 still communicate with me today and be like, hey, I'm launching this ebook. Like when COVID happened, I had (laughs) one of my clients, she shut down completely and was like, okay, I need to launch this ebook. I'm going to do an ebook to try and, you know, generate income while we're shut down. How do I do this? This is years later. We did her website in 2016 and 2020. She's asking me for help, right? So you want to pick somebody that's going to be around because if you need to do updates on your website, you're going to want to be able to contact that person and be like, okay, I need this. What do I do? So definitely somebody that's going to do a consultation with you. So you can see if you're a good fit. You also want to pick somebody that knows about your industry, (laughs) you know, because if they don't know about your industry, then how are they going to deliver something that you absolutely need? And a lot of times when I get clients, they don't even know that their website can do X, Y, Z, and it can have all these things. They hadn't thought about having, you know, a consultation form pre-filled out on the website before Mm -hmm. their clients come to their appointment. So there's a lot of things that somebody that specializes in a specific niche can definitely help you with in terms of developing the vision for your brand. So as your business grows, you want to be able to maintain that relationship with them and be able to have somebody that will also give you tutorials and the reins to be able to edit your website yourself. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing worse than you have a website and then it's kind of like you're held hostage unless that web designer can make the changes for you, you can't do anything. <laughs> you yeah. know, you have a new training coming out. You can't get a hold of your web designer. Where are they? They're no longer doing websites. Now you have to look for a completely new web designer. Uh, and you're asking somebody that didn't build your site. Hey, can you go in and make some changes? No, yeah. you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. build that and I don't use that platform. Right. So you really want to do your research and pick the right person the first time. So don't just jump into who's the cheapest. It's an investment. It's something where it's like they have the keys to your home, basically. They do. They do. Choose wisely because they can pretty much hold your website. And I've heard nightmare stories where designers didn't get paid and they would take over the website and lock someone out and say, well, until you pay me, you have no access to your content or worse, I'll take your website offline and just hold it offline until you pay. So yeah, you hopefully find someone that has integrity and trustworthy, which I guess that's where the referrals and and finding Mm -hmm. people through the grapevine and I think also finding someone who knows the field, that's great. I've hired people, both marketing, social media, all that, who didn't know our space. And it just mm-hmm. shows. It just, like, when you get the work, you're like, oh, yeah. you're not appealing to our tribe. Our tribe right. doesn't care. You're some mm-hmm. dude who thinks motorcycles are cool and it's showing through on your, your design. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It can be quite painful. So that's all good stuff there. So now- 
with for you, is there anything out there? Let's just say someone's not ready. They, they, the booking page is one thing. Is there an in-between place where they can't hire you right now? They don't have the money, but they still want to get something up. Is there anything where they can like do it themselves? Just something very simple, basic website. At least again, maybe the next step beyond the booking page is a simple startup type page. Is there any tools out there for them to use that? Absolutely. So there's tons of DIY website platforms and that's a wonderful thing, but it's also a bad thing because there's so many options. I feel like another reason why people don't take that plunge and get their website started is because they don't know which option to choose. They're not techie. They don't know, should I use Wix? Should I use Shopify? Should I use WordPress? Like, what do I use? How do I get started? So in my professional opinion, because I was that person once upon a time, I've used Wix, I've used Shopify, I use all the things to try and do my own websites in the past before I was a designer. So based on experience, personally, I believe that using something that has a drag and drop builder, obviously Mm -hmm. is like a no brainer. You want to use something where you can easily drag and drop on the page, see in live how it's going to look, but there should be some structure to it. So as much as I know a lot of people like to use other things like Wix, Mm -hmm. I personally, it just, it just allows you to do too much. So sometimes you'll see a DIY website and you can literally drag and drop and put things anywhere you want. But then when you go on mobile device, it looks crazy. Yeah. It (laughs) doesn't convert. Yeah. Right. Because you're able to do so much. Giving people too much options is kind of a bad thing because it gives them the freedom to kind of mess up the template. So even if you're starting with a template, if you do a little bit too much in terms of trying to customize things, it can look really bad and you can really tell that you did it yourself. So in my professional opinion, of course, I'm biased because I use WordPress and I am a designer. But from experience, I personally recommend using WordPress and getting a template and I have a template. It's called the Designer Boss Template, and it's specifically designed for lash artists or beauty service providers, mm-hmm. even if you do like permanent makeup artists or you're in some type of beauty field. Yeah. It's very easy to customize to match your brand. It includes tutorials on how to create your own website banner, create your own buttons, because that's really where you are able to differentiate yourself from others, right? When you're using a template, it can look very templated. (laughs) Like everybody's using the same Wix template. It's going to look the same. But with the template that I offer, I also include the video tutorials to show you how to brand your business, right? Do the branding elements, right? So you do need a website banner. Do you need custom buttons to make it look different? Because it is a template, right? So using your brand colors, picking fonts, and creating that whole brand identity so that it kind of stands out from the rest and it doesn't just look like a cookie cutter mm. website template that you've used and just plugged in your content and your images and changed the, you know, the main yeah. colors site, right? So that would be my opinion. I'm not the only one that does this, right? So mm. there's other designers out there that have created very high-end website templates that it's created by a designer. So you know that it's it's a professionally designed website. You just need to add your little flair into it. So that would be what I would recommend because you get it at the fraction of the cost, right? So I charge thousands of dollars for me to do a website for somebody. But if you want the designer boss look without the designer boss price tag, then you get the template. It's way cheaper. That's (laughs) great. (laughs) Yeah, you'll have the tutorials to do it yourself, right? So that would be my next option for people. No, I think that's great. And I'm glad to hear that because I do have heard that about Wix. It's too wide open. And Mm -hmm. 
while having lots of options is nice, it can be the death of you if you right. don't know where to draw the line and what and all that. And also, I guess one quick little question, and then we'll get back to your template is, do you need to know programming languages at all? Do you know HTML, any of that stuff to do this stuff or this stuff? It's all like I said, just drag and drop, write the copy and upload some photos and you're good to go. Exactly what you just said. So no coding, okay. no coding necessary. So I know a lot of people when they hear WordPress, because I use WordPress, right? They think, oh my gosh, you have to code or it's complicated. Once upon a time, that's how websites used to be. Nowadays in 2022, there's an easy drag and drop builder for WordPress and pretty much anything to do with web design. You do not need to know code at all. So if it's not a drag and drop situation, don't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> There's no need to look for HTML code or CSS. It should be easy enough for you to just customize with the click of a button on the front end so you can see the changes live. That's what I personally recommend nowadays in 2022. No coding. Awesome. That's good because I think that's one thing that keeps people away from it. It's like, well, I don't really know HTML, CSS or anything. Python, I'll go back through all the different languages yeah. out there, Ruby on Rails, whatever, and just say, forget right. it. Now, for mm -hmm. your template, what is the price to get the template? It sounds like obviously not the same price it would be to hire you the design. So what would that cost? So the template is $6.97. Okay. Now, the template is based off of what I create for my lash clients, and that's a few thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a huge difference in price. So the layout and stuff is pretty much the same. You can change the layouts and add and remove things if you'd like, but it's $6.97, which is way cheaper than you'll get, um, you know, a professionally designed website done for you by a designer. And you're specifically, your niche, your expertise is the lash world. So there's that added value. Right. That template actually has all of the bells and whistles that you would need as a lash artist, right? So even if you're not going to use all of those things right away, it's there on the back end. You just have to enable it, right? So if you don't have a shop, no problem. You can disable the shop right now. When you have a shop next year, add it. It's already there and already laid out That's for you. Um, even opt-ins like, you know, pop-ups for if you want to start collecting people's emails, which I think is really important. That's there. Even if you're not going to do it now, because a lot of my clients are like, no, no, I can't deal with email marketing right now. I don't want that there. I just hide it. It's not there on the front end, but when you're ready for it, it's there on the back end. So everything they need specifically lash artists and permanent makeup artists and people in the beauty industry, the template is specifically designed for them and has all the bells and whistles already integrated in there. That's a great tool. And that's a nice affordable way to get. So 700 bucks, basically to get a website. That's, that's a steal, by the way, that's like an amazing deal. And if you're at the beginning, maybe that's where you start. And then I'm sure if you love design, great, but maybe down the road, if you love the template, but you want to get a little bit more, out of it, then that's when you come back and you hire Mika to come in and do the full design and all that right. at some point. So it's, it's like we're giving you guys like booking site, template site, and then finally the full Royals Royce of, of websites. You hire you to come in and do everything. I think that's a nice way to, as you can handle it with your budget, right? As you grow, you don't want to go out and spend three, maybe $3,000 the first day you open your salon because you're already in debt and don't encourage debt. Um, maybe just save a little money and then buy these things and upgrade as you go. Right. What are some things that people do on their websites that you'd say are just not good? Like you just see these things like, gosh, stop doing these things because you're really hurting the experience or the messaging. What do you think are some things that people should avoid with their websites? Okay. Number one, I would say is a really bad logo. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. I know it's not just the website, but 
I can't tell you how many, and I don't want to offend anybody. Don't get offended. I know you have a lot of lash people listening. Yes. Don't get offended, but I like to paint this picture. When you think of the high-end brands, you think of the brands that you shop with. Mm-hmm. Let's say Chanel, let's say Tom Ford, let's say Gucci, or even in the lash industry, if you look at their logos, they are very clean, classic, and simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally text-based logos. It may have an icon, it may not, but it's very clean and simple. They don't have to change it in a year when they've grown out of it and want to be more professional. So the logo is actually one of the first things that people look at when they get on a website. And it takes less than 15 seconds for somebody to judge your website based on the appearance of it. So your logo can sometimes make or break you in reality. Like Mm -hmm. if it's one of those logos that has like glitter and then there's lashes and then there's a spoolie as well, you know, all this in a logo, it's unnecessary. It reads cheap. Yeah. Sorry, offending anybody. No. I'm just being honest. <laughs> We've seen them. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and some people we love. They're companies we love, but I feel like yep. the logo doesn't serve s- them. Doesn't look like right. Target or Target. Exactly. Yeah. It, you, Target. Very simple logo, right? I, yep. I mean, they put even the Target in, which is, I guess, their their creative flair. But it's not. We, I think we overthink our logos sometimes. I think we want to get them to be so personalized. And I know yeah. even we did. We we thought at times we want to have like lashes involved somehow and. Mm-hmm. And then we just realized you start, just look at brands, the ones that are killing it. You don't see a perfume bottle with, uh, you know, Coco Chanel. Exactly. Logos become iconic because I think they're simple. Exactly. I think that's a great, I um, definitely a tip. So bad, ugly logos. And there's, I'm sure a ton of research. You can just go on Google and probably find books and recommendations and, or just look at your favorite brands and go after them. I remember a couple of the last brands in the early days, I could tell who they were getting their inspiration from. Like, Oh, I know where that is. That's totally this brand. That's that company. And I think uh, we should be looking to the, our, the successful patterns that we've seen before because our eyes or as humans, we look for patterns. We look for recognition, things that are simple that remind us things and make us feel comfortable. And so Mm -hmm. coming up with a clean brand or logo would be great. So what's another thing that you would say people do, our websites that you know, you kind of go okay <laughs> too much text okay and i'm not saying that you shouldn't have content you need content on your website yeah for seo exactly for seo purposes you have to have content in your website but sometimes people just go way overboard as a service provider if mm. you're a lash artist specifically when i go onto your website and i want to book a service i don't want to see this long biography about you when you started your kids and all that like i don't want to see that i want to yeah. know what do I have to do to book? What are your prices? What services do you offer? That's it. That's all yeah. I want to know. And it needs to look nice. So bombarding them with too much text on the homepage specifically is a big no-no. Like I said, you have 15 seconds or less. And if all of they're seeing is text, they're not going to read it. <laughs> it's important to have text on your website, but you cannot bombard people with a chunk of text as soon as they get on the website, you have to break it up mm. and put it in bite-sized pieces throughout the website with call to actions. You got to mix it up with some images. So too much text is number two. That's hands down. I will get on and I will get off real quick. If there's too much, I'm not, <laughs> I don't have time to read all that. No, you're right. right. So. Yeah. We're in the beauty industry. People love beauty, right? They love to see pretty things. So show them pretty things, show exactly. them a beautiful space, show them your beautiful work. And let that do the convincing versus you writing a paragraph, like you said, all about my life and how I've yeah. been wanting to be an entrepreneur since I was two and, and all <laughs> right. these things where no one's like, I don't care. That doesn't solve my problem about my beauty problem that I have. So just yeah. show me what you can do. One other thing I've noticed, maybe you can tell me about what you think thoughts of this, but I've actually noticed that 
video where you click on the video and watch video, people don't generally, at least on our stuff, don't watch a lot of the videos. They just mm -hmm. want to get to the point because the video mm -hmm. takes them away, I feel like, from getting the information they need because now I have to watch a video. It may only be a minute or two minutes, but that's still a long time to sit around and watch. They'd rather just get to the point on the website and get the facts. Is that something that you've seen? 100%. And that's why I always tell people, if you look at my portfolio of work, there's a pattern. You see a header. Mm -hmm. It says exactly what they do, yeah. what services they offer, where they're located, and the first call to action, the main call to action, book an appointment, yeah. period. That needs to be on the top. Then you have your three call to action buttons for the three most important things you want them to do, whether it's to book, to mm. register for training, or shop. That's pretty yeah. much what most lash clients I have need. They need those three call to actions. Anything beyond that, okay, you want to add a video, go ahead. But those things need to be at the top mm -hmm. because again, like you said, they're not spending time sitting there watching videos, right? So they're not going on your website to watch a video. That's what TikTok's for. That's what YouTube is for, yeah. right? It's okay to have a video on there, but the likelihood of them sitting there and watching a video when they really just want to know, well, how much is your price? Where are you located? And what services do you offer? How do I book? That's really the mindset of a person that's trying to get their lashes done, right? So you have to put yourself in the customer's brain, basically, to figure out what it is you want them to do and guide them to where you want them to go. Having that stuff is fine. And I do add video on client sites, mainly for training, though. Like if they do offer training, I like to put like a little training highlight reel type of thing that plays automatically. So there's no sound. They don't have to sit there and pay attention to it. But it just gives them a little snippet of what to experience in the training. I recommend that type of video. So it's very short. They don't really have to sit there and watch it, but they can just get a little kind of like TikTok, how it's really quick. People yeah. have really short attention span. So just a little highlight reel of what it is. You don't have to sit there and give them a life story of how great your training is. They'll look at that stuff. If they're interested in your training, they go to the training page. The information will be there. What's included in the kit? What's included? You know, that stuff is somewhere else. That doesn't need to be on the homepage. Mm -hmm. It's good, but it's not necessary. It's not a deal breaker if you don't have video. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've noticed we'll get tens of thousands of people to come to our page, and I'll get 300 views of my video. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, exactly. wow, no one cares about the video. They just get no. to the other stuff. They get to the, what was it cost to go to LashCon? Was it, you know, yeah. who's going to be speaking there? Or what's the mm -hmm. schedule? Like, I want to see the breakdown. But People are like, nah, skip the video. Yeah. I mean, the video. Yeah. And I always thought back in the day, and I sweated big time when we first did this in 2019. I'm like, the video is everything that's going to convince people to buy tickets. And I went, no, it's not, actually. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> not on the website anyway. That's content for other places. Yeah. So there's power in video. Like if you're doing YouTube or you're doing yeah. a podcast or you're doing Instagram, that's content for those platforms to draw people to the website. When they're on the website, all you want them to do is by you know what I mean? At yeah. that point, they've already made the decision to yeah. choose you, right? So at this point, you just want them to fulfill whatever call to action it is that you have on there, whether it's book, buy, or register. That's yeah. it. Yeah, this makes me think of another question, and this one is similar, but what do you think people do that actually stop people from buying? Because that's really the key, right? A website is a store to get someone to convert to into an actually mm -hmm. paying client or a booking mm -hmm. appointment, taking that step, not just being an observer anymore, but being an active invested consumer. So let's maybe a couple that you can think of, like these things actually stop people from buying on your store. They, they totally, you know, like me, if I, like in the old days, I might've thought, oh, I put the video first. 
All right, the top of the page. You have to see that video to understand what we do. And you're like, oh, yeah. no. I don't know yeah. if you have any things that you see that you go, no, 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 don't do these things. It kills your, your sales funnel, so yeah. to speak. A lot of the things that I feel like kill the sale is things that people may not really think about. So how long it takes for your website to load is mm -hmm. a big one. That's more on the techie side. That's more on the hosting side of things. Mm -hmm. Like where your website is hosted is important because if your web hosting is taking really long to load, people don't have that much time or attention to yeah. sit there and wait for your thing to load. Let me go to the next option on Google. I'll go to option two or option three. If your site takes long to load, that is the biggest deal breaker. Something's wrong. Something's glitchy. I'm moving on to the next. Um, in terms of once you actually get on the website, if the call to actions aren't right there in front of their face. Okay. So <laughs> they put it way down. Yeah, they put it way down. So it's like all this information. It's like there's nothing to click on to do what I want to do. I already came here because you have to think if they've already clicked to get on your website, they already want to buy something or book something. They're already interested. Yeah. You have sold them somewhere outside of your website already for them to land on your website. They're either looking for your service or you've sold them on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, wherever. So they're ready to buy. So don't make it difficult for them to buy. Like I said, have your main call to action in your header. And then three main or three to four main call to actions right beneath that. And then you can get into, you know, a bit more detail about your training or mm -hmm. some products that you have in your shop. Like you can add that stuff on the bottom, but making it hard to navigate is I feel like one of the biggest things, you know, if you have less than 15 seconds, make yeah. it easy for them to do what you want them to do. If you don't, you're going to lose them. If they have to look around for a button to book, or they have to look around for how to shop, or they have to look around for how to register, you've lost them. They don't have that long of a time. Like anything can happen. You have the kids in the back, the kid says something. And it's like, next thing you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're doing something else yeah. and you're abandoning the site. Make it super simple, super easy right at the top. That's my recommendation for how to design a site. If you're doing it yourself or you have somebody doing it for you, that's key. Cool. Yeah. I love a guy named Donald Miller. I don't know if you know who Donald Miller is, but he has a, a book called Marketing Made Simple. And it just kind of gives you the principles of building a website, which is, I found out it's not actually, he didn't invent this. This is this stuff that's common knowledge. Like you said, you have your key image. He always says like that when you first land the page, you want to make it idiot proof, basically. Mean like I should within one second know exactly what you sell exactly mm -hmm. what this is because some people get clever oh yeah he says don't try to be cute or clever be clear yep. right yep. cute and clever was good back in the 60s 70s when marketing campaigns on tv were doing all these really fun things but now mm -hmm. people were so overloaded with information when you land on that website i need to know instantly what it is like they'll say beauty through rainbows or something like that you know and you're like and, and you see like a rainbow and a woman looking all beautiful and it's a lash company or something like that and you're like right. wait are they selling rainbows are they selling i mean you have no beauty? idea what it is i don't know what they're exactly. doing but they got kind of creative and did this cool photo shoot and it's like man show yourself doing lashes right don't predominantly lashes somehow being there so people go oh this is a lash website now i've seen this too where i've seen some companies yeah, I land on the page and go, oh, they're, they're a product company. I'm like, no, they're not. They're actually a service provider. But I think they've looked at product companies and they want, they just, I don't know, they style themselves after a big name or something. Right. And it looks. Can I share just like a, an anecdotal example? Our dog groomer, it has a weird name. I don't want to say it because I don't want to embarrass them. But it's not clear that they groom dogs. And the tagline on the window says, a dog needs no grooming to be beautiful. 
And I'm, I looked at Paul and I said, I think that's the wrong message because right. they are Dog groomers, groomers <laughs> right? right? You know, so it's like, yeah. and the name is bizarre. It's like a metal and uh, well, they're saying they're trying to say that all dogs are just beautiful by themselves. That's what they're trying and to I, say. I, but yeah. then I don't need your service. Yeah, no, that's what I need right. to come in here and get my dog groomed if my yeah. dog is fine, right? Yeah. So you think is this dog therapy? What is this? Yeah. You know, they're being right. clever. They're being cute instead of being clear, and that's a problem. And I think for us, what we've done. We have two call to actions. We have one in the far right corner because they mm-hmm. say your eyes drag across from the top left to right. So, boom, you hit the end. There should be a button there. And then we put one right in dead center, right yeah. after the heading that's right there. So, you only have to scroll, right? It's just like right. you're on your phone. You're on, it's right there. Like, oh, well, it says book now or get your ticket or whatever. I guess I'll do that because that's why I came here was the book appointment. Exactly. Right? Versus, like you said, I can imagine a lot of people don't want to be salesy. I think mm-hmm. they're scared. Like, oh, I don't want to be pushing myself. Dude, you've got to be salesy in the sense, like, exactly. let it make it possible. Don't make them hunt to buy from you because then guess what? Right. They won't. I mean, exactly. I think, I don't know what the average time is, but people bounce very quickly from websites very if they can't get what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, we can keep going, but I do want to hit the one thing which we teased earlier and we didn't get about the DMs. You were going to tell us about your little thing. Your little that, secret with secret, the DMs. Yeah, how to make that, yes. convert, make that work. Okay, to make it real simple, because I do have a little course on this and a little training that I did a while back on it. But to keep it super simple, I like seven posts, seven to 10 posts, Mm -hmm. right? And of course, you're doing this to your target audience. You have to first know who your target audience is. I like seven to 10 posts, like, 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 doesn't even matter what the picture is. I just like a bunch of them. And then I post a genuine comment on one, (laughs) right? Not those spammy comments that are like, oh, cute. I'm fire. (laughs) Right, exactly. But I I try to post something genuine because I target lash artists. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's they're so full and fluffy. Love your work, right? Because it's a volume lash. Mm -hmm. Or if it's natural, like, oh my gosh, I love them. They're so natural and do some emojis. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. something that's like it's obviously geared to the picture. It's not random. I looked at your picture and it's comment based on the picture. And then what I do is I engage with their story. So if they have a story that's there, I will do one of those reactions. So it'll be a fire emoji or it'll be a heart eye emoji based off of, you know, they're posting lashes, their client work, whatever. I do one of those emojis and that's how I slide into their DM. So once you do a reaction, boom, you're in their DM without selling them. Mm -hmm. And naturally, remember, Instagram is a social media platform. So it's kind of like a little networking tool in your pocket. So all I'm doing is like knocking on their door basically and saying, Hey, I like your content. If you're a business owner, you're on there to get engagement. If you're a mom who's posting pictures of your cats and your dogs and your kids, you're on there to get likes and to be engaged with. That's what people are on Instagram for. So give people what they want. So whether you're trying to get clients, you're trying to collaborate with businesses or whatever it is, like their stuff, right? And I say seven, seven is my little number, but sometimes I do more, but just like, 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 because when they see a bunch of likes from one person, they're like, who is this? Do I know this person? Why are they liking all my stuff? Let me go to their page. Mm -hmm. It's not rocket science. They're going to go to your page because they're wondering who is this person? Do I know them? They commented and they liked a bunch of my stuff and they reacted to my story. Let me go check out their page. Naturally, that's what happens. Human nature. We're nosy. Why are you liking all my stuff? Who are you? So they go they see your stuff, 
and they either like what you have to offer and will follow or save. So a lot of people get hooked on this. Oh, I want more followers. It's not about followers. I don't have a lot of followers, but I'm booked and busy months in advance. It's not about followers. It's about real engagement, developing real relationships or networking with people in an organic way. And then when they're ready for your services, they will come. (laughs) That's just it, you know? So I've been doing that since 2016 when I first started. That was my strategy then before stories even existed. So I couldn't do the reaction that didn't exist until stories happened. And I realized, oh, that's a really easy way to get in somebody's DM because they may not say anything, but they'll like it. So the minute they like the reaction I did, the DMs have opened. And it now gives me an opportunity to communicate with them when I'm ready. But I also feel like in terms of the algorithm, I'm not, I don't work for Instagram, but I believe based on my experience with doing this over and over and over again throughout the years is that the algorithm, when it sees somebody interacting with you, right? So I've interacted with them in their stories and then they interacted back. Oh, maybe you guys want to see each other's content. And nine times out of 10, if I like a bunch of post on somebody's page, they come back and they like some of mine. So now I've opened up that door for them to engage with me and we're engaging with each other. And, you know, when they need a website, they come to me and it works for if you're just looking for regular people, because again, people are posting their babies and their cats and their dogs because they want you to like it, right? They're not just posting it to just be there. They want engagement. So if you want clients, engage with people. And some of my top clients, the ones that have tons of followers, they engage the most. Mm -hmm. So I find it really funny when smaller lash artists don't do that. They Mm. don't engage. They don't answer their DMs. They don't respond to comments. The ones that are really doing it and going hard and have tons of followers and have tons of engagement, they engage with people. They engage back. They respond to comments or they at least like the comment because you have that option now. And I know this works for lashpreneurs because one of my lash clients way back when, she asked me to be her social media manager. Mm. And when I didn't know if I was going to do that and what website. So I was like, okay, let me try that. You know? So I was doing it for her training. So she wanted students to enroll in her last training course. And I did the same strategy. I actually found out who I think her target audience would be. So I looked for local hair salons, local hairstylists, local people that did facials, Mm -hmm. people that did, you know, body contouring, people that did anything but lashes in the beauty industry. And then I would like, like, like comments, And then like, 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 comment, like, 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 comment. And then lo and behold, some of them would bite and then would see, oh, her flyer. And then they would register for her training. And I know this because I also helped do a little workshop in her live training about how to engage with people. Mm. And one of the students was like, that's how I got here. She's (laughs) like, you liked a bunch of my pictures. And then, so she's like, so it was you that did. I'm like, yeah, I liked a bunch of your pictures. And she's like, yeah, I came to the page because you liked a bunch of the pictures. So I was wondering who you were and it works, right? So we were able to fill her classes by using that engagement strategy. People want to be engaged with on Instagram. That's what it's for. So just do it. They'll come in if they like your services they'll be more likely to book a service with you than Mm -hmm. a person that doesn't engage with them at all. doesn't follow them. Doesn't, you know, and you don't even have to follow people. It's just about engagement. So if you're engaging with people and you're organically liking their posts and commenting, they're more likely to spend their money with you than to spend their money with that person that 
you like their stuff and they never, ever, ever like anything that is yours and they never respond to anything that you post. That's my little trick. It's not anything fancy, but it works. Mika, I just want to say thank you so much for being so generous and sharing with our audience because I know that's going to help people. Now, I know that you you said that you offer a little class on this. Is it like a webinar? How can people, if they want to learn how more on this and go in depth with you, how can they do that? So I do have a little mini course. It's called the Client Attraction Formula. And I basically get into picking your avatar, like who your ideal client is. And then I go through that process and I actually show them on my phone, on video. So it is pre-recorded video. I did it live once and then packaged it up. And now it's a pre-recorded video that you can watch. It's not super long. It's broken down into bite-sized pieces. So it's not a lot to digest. It's really easy to do. And there's like a template for you to build out your ideal client avatar so that you have a vision of who you're trying to target and how you're going to go after them. I believe you should be real intentional when you're going to get on social media. Don't just be on there to be scrolling. If you're going to be on there, make it about business. Client attraction formula is what it's called. I guess I can share the link with you guys if anybody is interested in that. But yeah, that's the client attraction formula. That's my little secret sauce. I love it. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people doing in the lash world is that they will engage with our lash artists Mm -hmm. and they're spending all their energy trying to make posts and engaging yeah. with our lash artists. Oh, I love your full sets. Oh, I love you. Look at my photo of this. People in their local community. That's the Hi. reason why your Instagram account should be around. Not the impressed lash artists who live across the country who can't pay you anything. Exactly. You want to be engaging with people in your local community. It's less sexy. I get it. And you're not going to yeah. maybe get 500 likes because you're not appealing to lash artists. You're appealing to local community. But Noah, if you get 25, 50 likes from your mm-hmm. local community and you start liking their stuff and you start hearting stuff and getting in their DMs, like you said, you will never need really to work that hard to find clients because how many clients does one person really need? You don't need 2,000 new clients. You need 40, 50, 60 clients. And then once they start repeating it, you're done and you're booked out and you're good to set to go. So I think this is a great tool, great idea. And uh, hopefully people will go ahead and give that a look up. Go to, I'm sure the show notes and you go to the website and find all that fun stuff. I think there's, we should do one more thing. And that was, I know you had a special offer that you want to give our people so that they could at least try some things out with you first. So what was that going to be? All right. I have a website template, like I mentioned, specifically for lash artists or people in the beauty industry. And it comes with super simple video tutorials on how to easily customize it yourself. Yeah. You know, and I'm also there and ready, available to support people on their journey and customizing their own website. So you're not just going to be left hanging, Mm -hmm. right? take care of the techie stuff and upload everything for you. And then you just have to follow the tutorials on how to customize it. And it won't look like a DIY project. That's the main thing. (laughs) It's not going to look like you did it yourself. It's going to look like designer boss did it for you. And I guided you through how to do it. So it's not going to be gut wrenching to do this. It's not going to be too difficult. So For the LashCast listeners, followers, audience, Mm -hmm. I've decided to give you guys a coupon code. It's LashCast, of course. And you can go to designerboss.com slash LashCast, and that will bring you to the template. And you get $100 off when you use that coupon code during checkout. So instead of $6.97, it's going to be $5.97. Also, just want to mention, because I know a lot of listeners may not have the time 
to do their own website Mm -hmm. and they may not have the creativity to do it themselves. So I do have an add-on where if you want me to customize the template for you, I can do that. No problem. So there is an add-on on that page as well that you can add and you will still get the $100 off of the entire site during checkout. Awesome. That's really cool. Now that's really going to be helpful. And for those of you who've been on the fence, hopefully that now got you to at least take that step, move forward, at least get to that next stage, get away from the booking page, get a basic site. And then as you make more money, come back and hire Mika for the big reveal with the big website with all the bells and whistles. That's really cool. Now I'll be in the show notes guys. So go there and you can find out the link and go ahead and get set up with that right away all right i think that's pretty much it i guess real quickly just so i mean you just get the website but maybe where can they find you on instagram or any other or youtube or if you have any other places that they can find you right so i'm often on instagram so i may not post all the time which is another part of my strategy i don't post all the time i don't believe it in posting all the time yeah if you're engaging you're okay so i am on instagram every day engaging. So um, you can find me on there. My DMs are open. You can message me if you have questions or anything like that. DIY boss underscore is my Instagram. And of course you can check out my work and my services on my website, which is designerboss.com. I do have a YouTube channel. I haven't posted too much on there just yet, just bits and pieces, but I do want to offer more tips and tricks on there eventually, but there's obviously going to be a link on my website to go to my YouTube channel. So you can check it out there. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Mika, for taking the time to hang out with us. This was uh, actually flew. Uh, there's over an hour. I don't even think I got through half of my questions. But oh well, that's life. Lots of good stuff. Thank you for being so generous for sharing everything. Hopefully, everyone will go check out your stuff and, and hopefully take advantage of this discount and get that template going. Otherwise, thank you, Mika, for coming and hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, you know what time it is? Yeah, it's time to wrap it up. Sorry about that, but we are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at The Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And if you've not gone done it yet, go enter in the Lashy Awards. This is your chance, guys. Last chance to get seen, be recognized, and be honored. And if you didn't buy a LashCon ticket yet, We'll be selling a handful of those tickets to the winners. So it's another way to get in if you haven't gotten in already to the most highly demanded last event of the year that uh, you don't want to miss out. So anyhow, go do that tonight before midnight. On behalf of my last Pikachu, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Mika, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.